When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Hey everybody, my pants are <laughs> <to> my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jenny, what are your thoughts on angels? <laughs> um, The same as my thoughts on unicorns? They're not real? <laughs> Still continuing my campaign to get you canceled. <laughs> so I'm you fine. don't. If I get canceled because I don't believe in angels, I'm fine with that. So you don't believe that an angel can, you know, look over somebody? I believe that people believe that. How's that? <laughs> Jenny, what are your thoughts on cancer? <laughs> oh my God. Are you done? Yes, Jenny, today I want to start the show on a positive note. What is this? I'm reading the reviews. Amy's pointing her phone at the screen. I think she's (laughs) recording me like in a second. I'm not, guys. I just can't see close up with my glasses on. (laughs) So I have to put the phone back here. (laughs) This is asinine. Okay. Guys, we asked you to come at us with five-star reviews. And boy, did you deliver. We got a bunch this week. I'm so grateful I came and tell you. So I want to thank Watkins P, Frost 1971. Uh-oh. Are they a fan of Robert Frost, my arch nemesis? God. <laughs> Jen LS, Lula Mindy. Oh, that's a cute name. Who Whose review is titled More Amy, Less Jenny, I might add. I mean, that was your, that was your line. Uh-huh. And I agree there's, with that. <laughs> there's somebody named Out Jolie. O-W-T. Okay. And then Bobo, one, two, three, four, two. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. I mean, it's been, you know, it's been. It's you been don't fun. understand how happy that makes me. <laughs> it makes me she happy. Looks, it really does. She looks at the reviews every day. <laughs> I need affirmation every day because my life is a shit show. <laughs> guys, I drove my car through my garage door this week. <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell me what happened. What, <laughs> what happened? Um, I know Timmy's listening to this, so I have to temper this story a little bit. 
because he he'll grow angry at work and start throwing tools around as he's listening to this. So I was taking the kids to the haunted hayride, and I uh, went like out. the seventy five dollar haunted hayride. Yep, I went out. I hit the button. And it went up, but it didn't go all the way up, but it went up high enough that I couldn't see it and my backup camera didn't pick it up. Oh. So, like, I put my car in reverse and in my mirror and in my backup camera, there was nothing. There was just the outside. So, I throw it in reverse and I start to go and I hear, Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. And Um, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, man. And at first... I had the panic, like, can I fix this without even telling Timmy? (laughs) But the bottom two panels of the garage door were just completely bowed out. Like the bow of the Titanic. Like just. (laughs) So um, Timmy rage fixed it is what I'm going to (laughs) say. Rage fixed it. (laughs) Wait, did he um, or did you wreck your car at all? No, my car's fine. Thank God. Yeah, it was su- it's such lightweight aluminum. Yeah. That it just buckled. Which is so probably he, a good thing. You don't want to wreck the car and the door. So I quick threw the kids in the Prius and took them to the Haunted Hayride and gave him like two hours to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> and I came back and he I'm impressed. Like it's fixed. You can tell it's been ruined <laughs> on the inside, but from the outside it looks fine. <laughs> you can tell it's been ruined from the inside. <laughs> I mean, haven't we all been ruined from the inside? Yeah, and I do want to address, too. I mean, haunted hayrides were a thing when we were teenagers. Yeah, totally. And they were like 10 bucks. They are now $70. Wait, I was just making that up. Is that real? $70. A person. A person. Are they out of their minds? They're out of their damn minds. So wait, I have to tell you. So the kids and I had an agreement. They would pay for half. I'm somebody who will overpay for everything. Yes, you will. They the kids paid for half, and I paid for the other half. So we paid thirty five dollars each for them That's to go. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! They've never been. I thought, okay, I'll let them go once and experience it. I picked them up. First of all, they stood in line for three hours. Of course, <laughs> classic. Then they come home and they're telling me all these different stories, like they were in what Penelope calls a trailer house. What? And it was all dark, and some man was interviewing them, and I'm like, uh, who was um, interviewing you? Um, and about are you what? sure the haunted is <laughs> $70? And then um, they were telling me, like, they went into this place called Total Darkness, where you just go in and people touch you. Nope. Whoa. Nope. Nope. No. Yeah. Good job, man. So Samantha said at one point she felt spikes on her face and she lit up with her phone and it was some dude with the Hellraiser mask that close to her. The, the, oh no. The pokes no. were on her head. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Mm-mm. So that was that. That was my weekend. We had Haunted Hayride. We had garage door busting. <laughs> Do you remember when I was, I forget what I was doing, but I was picking up a treadmill at dad's using mom's car and i almost put mom's car through dad's garage door oh that would have been awesome i had it in reverse and didn't realize it that would have been amazing (laughs) i'm not i stopped like like a centimeter away from it (laughs) (laughs) do you remember when i ripped the entire exhaust off mom's car (laughs) i ripped the i ripped the the oil pan out in my my car driving it through the woods 
Okay. All right, Jenny. So I have a lot of feelings about this episode. First we of all, are, can we discuss that this is a different show? I've started yeah, freaking We are out. on season nine, episode one, a new show a called new show. Little House, A New Beginning. Jenny, yeah. do you have a description for this? Times are changing, part one. The Ingalls can't make ends meet, so they move to the city to find work. John and Sarah Carter buy the little house. Laura has decided she wants to spend more time with Rose, so the, I feel like that's not true. She didn't decide. Mm-mm. She wants to spend more time with Rose, so the town has hired a new teacher, Etta Plum. Almanzo's brother, Royal, has come to visit and brings with him his daughter, Jenny. Okay, so just what the world doesn't need, another Jenny. Okay, whatever. That's Shannon um, Doherty to you. Jenny, I was, I was crying watching this. I was in my feelings. <laughs> oh my God. I was making chicken soup and just the tears were flowing as I, I was why watching you were this. crying because the last time you made chicken soup was probably when I had COVID. <laughs> no, I make chicken soup a lot. But I was making chicken soup. I watch it twice, okay, because I'm, I do my work. I'm a good worker. So I watch it first, you know, just kind of in the background to get a sense of the the theme of the show, where it's going, and then I'll watch it a second time and take notes. So the first time I watched it, I was crying. Okay. Because my little pa was upset. Oh, God. And I was upset with him. All right. So, Jane, we open on a Laura voiceover. It's the spring of 1887. It was a hard year for everyone, especially pa. And they decided to move to Burr Oak, Iowa. And I'm like, uh, what? Excuse me? Everybody's gone? What happened? I don't understand. I have so many questions about this. Why didn't we get a finale of season eight where people decided to move? No, we got a finale of season eight. That was so stupid. That was like <laughs> watch, Michael Landon watch your tone <laughs> on a mountain, which I have to say, someone commented on Patreon once they finally got their episodes and they were <laughs> they were saying... <laughs> Jen, okay, it was Jen, fine. And she was like, wasn't, didn't we just have one where there's a kid on the mountain and there's all this praying? Yes, thank you. I agree. Oh, it happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot. Guys, I want to address the technical issues with Patreon. <laughs> I tried to get that episode out to you guys on Sunday. Those of you who are on our hero mode, I tried. And then I'm just like, fuck it. I'm putting it out for everybody. Okay, well, so. first of all, you t- schedule it in the daytime and not at night. Yeah, I scheduled it. I schedule every episode for 8 a.m. So what happened is I accidentally scheduled it for 8 p.m., which meant you would still get it a day early, but but it wouldn't be in the daytime. So that was my fault. So I go in, I change it to publish immediately, like publish right now. Yeah. And I don't know. Our, our Mimi Laura like couldn't find it for 17 hours. And then it showed up that it it showed up on her feed and it said it was published two hours earlier. Okay, so here's what you need to do. Schedule at 6 a.m., first of all. That's what I used to do. Okay. Because then sometimes it takes hours for these things to propagate throughout the ecosystem. Ding, ding. So. Okay. Publish it way early because it just, sometimes it just takes a few hours to like. Okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out on this. You said first of all. So what's the second of all? The second of all, can you stop fucking up Patreon? (laughs) (laughs) How many years did I publish this shit? I fucked up once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a lot going on, Jenny. 
I'm running <laughs> through doors. I'm going to haunted hay rides, driving around <laughs> the city at 1 a.m. All right. So apparently everybody's gone. I, I don't know. Like we had no closure. Everybody's well, gone. this is written by Michael Landon also. So nice job on the writing. He could yeah, have done we some need- expository material to tell us what happened. Mimi's, we need to know what happened in the contract negotiations between season eight. Oh, it all fell apart, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, because clearly he wasn't planning on not having anyone in season nine. (laughs) Right? Because he didn't like close up eight. Like there was like, oh, this is the end. So obviously everything fell apart. Right. So Laura's walking across the prairie and she spots Paw at the little house packing up the rest of the family's things. Laura tells us, I know how hard Pa was hurting inside. I just wrote, we all are. This is hurting all of us. First of all, I have a couple things here. How much makeup, eye makeup, is Laura wearing? She's wearing quite a bit of eye makeup. <laughs> it is not from the 1800s, this makeup. No. Mm-mm. Not even close. No. She lets us know that's 1887. Mm-hmm. Pa has sold the farm, and apparently it takes four and a half minutes to sell a property in this at this time. And the people are moving in and you haven't even moved out yet. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And where is Albert? Where is Carolyn? No one got their contract signed. I guess not. Okay. Two randos come out. Sarah and John Carter. Sarah has baked Charles some biscuits. Oh, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. Do you see the way she was looking at him? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. They invite him to He's dinner. He's like a hundred years older than Shut her up. Husband. Shut up. He is way better looking than her husband. So they invite him to dinner. He declines, but asks, could I look around the house one more time? And I just wrote, this is devastating. Can we discuss like, okay, so like I, I want to introduce the, uh, the little house on the prairie stations of the cross. Is this the third and final fail? <laughs> <laughs> this is how boring my day was yesterday. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like they were mm. rolling in money last time we saw them. Charles well, barely had to work. As I will point out through this whole episode, everyone else seems to be doing just fine. Yeah. And let's not forget Charles fucked off to the mountain for six months last episode <laughs> and didn't give what, a shit about his family maybe that's what caused their financial ruin maybe so he meanders through the house and he's looking around lovingly at the home he had provided for his children and his hot wife and laura appears and she's she she appears like a specter this is a thing on this show she well, just can we discuss that he was like looking at the pump in the kitchen like I remember when I built this kitchen, but we all know who built the Jenny, kitchen. Jenny, Jenny, how Buck, dare you? Buck Rogers built that kitchen. How dare you? <laughs> so Laura appears and she's still doing the weird acting. I remember when we first moved in, I was so excited about the loft. And Charles says, you were a baby. And he's like trying not to cry. And then she goes with big buck teeth. Oh. Okay. I remember that. Well, okay. I guess she kind of did. Well, she had her braces, you know, her 1884 braces to <laughs> right. fix her teeth. <laughs> right. Then she tells him, Pa, you don't have to hide the tears from me. And they embrace and they start crying. Since when does Pa hide tears? I know. This is... Just then, Jason and Jeb run in. Now, I am going to posit a theory that Jeb is a Carl's Jr. wannabe. I'm going to Did you see that hat? That- Jason is a annoying little brother loser. Wait, who's the older brother? Jeb? Yeah. 
Okay, so Jason is the Carl's Jr. wannabe. Oh, okay. He has a hat, a weird Amish looking hat. He has a bull haircut and he's very precarious. Yes. Yes. So you cannot slip this one past me. I've noticed. Okay. So I'm now calling him Jason Jr. All right. <laughs> An Jason homage Jr. to Carl's Jr. <laughs> so, okay. Jason Jr. has stolen Jeb's pencil box and they're fighting. And I, okay, the most unrealistic thing of this entire episode is the way this fight gets broken up between these kids. The father's like, we'll decide who's at fault later. For right now, let's just give the pencil box back. Okay. No. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Pa tells the Carters goodbye and asks them to promise to take care of the house. And Pa and Laura leave. Now John tells Sarah he was crying when we came in and Sarah asked John, promise me one thing, John, we'll never move again. And they make out. And I wrote, who do these Benedict Arnold's think they are? Who is this? As soon as you say the words, we'll never move again. You might as well just pack some of those boxes right back (laughs) up again. Jenny, I am enraged. I'm in the rage corner. That makes me mad. Who are these Benedict Arnold's? making out in Charles' house in front of the fireplace where he lovingly carved those initials and where the porcelain doll sits on the mantle. It's not their fault that he failed. What's next? Are they going to bang in his bed? Probably. Because you know he didn't move that bed. (laughs) Okay. On the ride home, Charles is making small talk about how women shouldn't run newspapers. Laura's upset and she's like, yes, Jenny. Didn't a newspaper already fail in Walnut Grove? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Harriet's Happenings. We can't forget well, that. Well, I, that was just an article. A but part of a it. Yeah. Newspaper. Mm-hmm. yeah. It already failed. So Laura's like, I know you're going to think this is weird, but I'm upset because I grew up in that house and it's weird seeing other people in it. Okay. I have two thoughts here. Number one, that's not weird. No, it's weird. For her to feel that way? Oh, that's not weird for her to feel that way, no. Right. And number two, this is triggering for me because we went through this. <laughs> yes, we Guys, did. not only I'm gonna I'm gonna ask mom to shop the podcast for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mom, shop the podcast. <laughs> not only did our parents get divorced, but the, at the same time they sold our childhood home. <laughs> well, that often and, happens at the same time. Right, but I didn't have anywhere to live. <laughs> Amy was homeless. (laughs) (laughs) They waited till I graduated college and moved away and had a nice place to live. And then they (laughs) sold the house and Amy had nowhere to live. I literally had nowhere to live. (laughs) (laughs) Amy was homeless. And there was no room for her in Georgia with me. And there was no room for me with dad and his new girlfriend. (laughs) And there was no, really no room for me with mom in her small apartment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was so i moved in with my uh first husband and the rest is history <laughs> yep. okay so this was triggering to me because i've had episodes even as recently as like 10 years where i was screaming crying in a bar because we met up with some guy whose sister owns our childhood home oh, so God. this is okay. triggering for me so i was triggered just now Now, they get to Laura's, and she invites him in for some coffee. But surprise, Jen, the whole gang is there, and they, like, aggressively jump out at him. (laughs) 
It was so weird. That was so weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like he's trying, like Michael and is trying to wrap this up in a way that yeah. he should have at the end of last season if he had yeah. known that no one was coming back. No, nobody's coming back. So it's Rev, public enemy number one, Baker, Nels, Edwards, and hey, everybody, it's me. <laughs> so they're all there. Manly is such a fucking idiot. Like, he just does not belong with this group. No. It's so weird. Because we all know this is Winoka Nels. Like, Winoka Nels is there. I mean, it's a good time. So they give Charles a present. Jen, what's the present? It's a suit coat. Do you find that weird? Yeah. But then they tell us he's going into retail. <laughs> so I'm like spit out my coffee. I'm like really confused. Yeah. That was bonkers to me. I think he's going to Banana Town. What? He's going to go sell shoes in a retail store? Is he selling shoes? I don't know, but he's selling something. But selling men's clothes. This is weird. This is so weird. It's super weird. Now it's look. Weird. I understand that this is actually more in line with the books that Paul used to move all over the place. Yeah. But I can't imagine Pa selling suits. No, no. Okay. So where are we? He's got like 10 other skill sets. Yeah. He gets upset, Jen. He runs out and ride or die follows. Yep. And he and Edwards have a heart to heart. Charles tells Edwards, I've made such good friends here. The best friends in my whole life. It's hard leaving them. And Edwards is like, you're talking like we aren't. Oh, I almost went into wimpy voice. Like, dang, gong, gong, gong. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Um, Edward says, I'm like a bad penny. I always turn up. And Charles says, will you watch over my family for me? And Edward says, I'm proud you asked me. And they and Of course. He's like ride or die. But my question is, isn't Edwards a farmer? Isn't Almanzo a farmer? Why yeah. are they not broke? Why are they not ruined? <laughs> I don't like, know what, what did Charles happened. do. Like, when he was on that mountain, was he supposed to be planting? <laughs> Not only that, Jen, Charles' wife has a good career and makes money. Yeah. yeah. Like, Edwards is alone. Yep. Almanzo doesn't have a wife that works anymore because he forced her to quit. Right. I don't know. Laura tells us Pa stayed long into the night dancing and laughing, but I could see the tears behind his eyes. Really? You could see the tears behind his eyes? Behind it. That doesn't even make any sense. Mm-mm. For he knew it would be a long time before he'd see his friend again. Why? And we Why? Get little, we get a little shot with no canals dancing around. I know. And like, <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? Does everyone know how to play a, play a squeeze box <laughs> in this day? So cut to the school bell ringing. It's the first day and Laura's yelling, take your goddamn seats. She's not not here for this. She announces she'll no longer be teaching, but is available for after school tutoring, Jen. Okay. Like, what's the difference? Uh, On one hand, you make a salary. On the other hand, you're tutoring. Oh, oh, she's going to tutor Willie. We know that. I have a fucking question. Okay. Why is Willie still in school? <laughs> He's like 37. <laughs> Laura has like, was like, Laura was younger than him or right around the same age, wasn't she? Yeah. And she yeah. like graduated school, became a teacher for a few years, <laughs> got married, had a kid. He's still in fucking school. No, wait a minute. Was pregnant for two years. Yeah. She was pregnant for mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. Nellie's like left, been running a restaurant for 10 years. <laughs> Willie's still in school. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. And Mrs. Plum, I think, is played by one of Landon's daughters. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. his daughter. So anyway, Mrs. Plum, Jen, she says she's been asking around and knows how everyone feels about Laura, and she'll do her best to live up to their expectations. But she mustn't have been talking to the right people because she's stupid enough to let Nancy and Willie do a presentation. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now, it turns out to be okay. It's like a poster that says, we love you, Mrs. Wilder, or something like that, and everybody has signed it. Willie, you know, says, I've grown pretty fond of you. Wink, wink. There is a weird energy between these two, I'm telling you right now. I think that uh, there's some weird kink about him being in the corner. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> yes, I have that here. Laura starts to tear up and says she's grateful, and then she says... I'll never forget any of you. And I'm like, really? Even that weird looking little girl in the front row with the bull haircut? You <laughs> Even the ones that we, that we haven't seen until today? <laughs> Those two? Then Willie demands she send him to the corner and she does it. And it's like hard and fast. Like he likes it. This gets real weird. <laughs> okay. At the Wilder, I'm calling it a Wilder shack because, hey, everybody didn't build any other rooms on this thing right. they're still living in a fucking shack right <laughs> so he's changing a diaper and laura comes home and is wait wait, wait 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 can we discuss that rose wilder's killing it again <laughs> <laughs> what is with you with this baby baby cacked <laughs> jenny she's literally laying there taking a shit <laughs> man i believe it don't you <laughs> So Laura comes home. She's upset. She hugs this idiot. <laughs> She's like, I know, Beth. I know it's hard, but you have a baby now, you know? Jen, he was hugging her the whole time with the shitty diaper in his hand. I know. He couldn't even finish the diaper duty. No pun intended. <sighs> Laura goes to wash out the diaper and says, oh, I almost forgot. Your brother Royal sent you a letter. Okay. A lot of continuity issues here with <laughs> Royal Wilder. The letter says Royal and his daughter Jenny are coming to visit and Manly's all excited because he hasn't seen his brother in 10 years. What? You just saw them in season seven, episode 14, The Nephews. Oh, that's right. Yes. He was the one who went on the weird raft, the Titanic door that's raft right. vacation. So was he that had... 10 years ago? That could have been 10 no. years ago. No. And he had two sons. Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> that's right. It's so oh, weird. Right. It's so weird. Where are the sons? And if that, well, if that, I mean, if that was not that 10 was, years ago. Because him and Laura had just met, right? Yes. Right. Yes. It was not 10 years ago. So Laura's concerned about where they'll like put these people. And Manly gets all manic and is like, hey, everybody, I'm going to build a room like I should have three years ago. And, and he he's just, like, I'm going to build it right now in three days. He just dumps a fortune on lumber because lumber was not cheap. Yeah. And just like he has all this money laying around, buys all this wood built, and like Pa literally had to sell his farm. Like, what is going on? The house that Pa leveraged to keep them afloat. Well, and if like, Laura loved that house so much, why didn't she fucking buy it? I, Jen, please. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now we get a manly building a room montage and I wrote, is this some sort of manipulation to get me to forget about the hottest carpenter on the show? You can forget it. Okay. You can forget it. I want paw building a room without his shirt on, some sexy sawing. We know what that looks like. Not this moron building a room with his entire clothing on. And he's probably not doing it right. I should have had Timmy study this. He has those super high-waisted pants on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, everybody, my pants are up to my nipples. (laughs) Don't ever say nipples in his voice again. (laughs) Vomit all over the place. All right. So now Royal and Jenny get here. And Shannon Doherty pops out and she looks so cute and, you know, ready to hit she's the town. Young. Oh my God. She's like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And here comes Royal. And I just wrote immediately, something's wrong. Something's wrong. He doesn't oh, look love, good. I love how Monza looks at him. Like, dude, chill. Like yeah. he's like half dead. <laughs> so at dinner that night, Royal tells them, Jenny took care of me after my wife died. Like I almost lost my shit. Uh, so apparently, I don't know when Jenny was born, when the wife died. Time makes no sense here. No, because those boys are gone. They're What are they, like 37 now? This is what happens when you're in Banana Town. Time is a concept that no yeah, one values. Obviously. So Laura's like, how long are you staying? And Royal goes, I'm not sure, but, you know, I'm thinking about moving here for good. Almanzo invites them to live here. Jenny, if Timmy ever invites you to live with us, do not accept it. <laughs> do not accept it <laughs> i mean don't you have to check with your spouse especially if you're living in two rooms no way Mm-mm. so laura should have been like i have an idea why don't we put your fucking baby in that extra room 
So I don't have to have it crying next to me every five seconds. I mean, Almanzo's just the overwhelmed little brother who's so excited that his (laughs) older brother's paying attention to him. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I understand, you know, Almanzo's the little brother who has his shit together and big brother rolls into town with a whole tumbleweed of problems to dump on the brother to solve. (laughs) That's right. That's what younger (laughs) brothers are for. So now there's like this weird exchange where Royal says, I'm not going to live here because a young married couple doesn't need us here. And he and Laura look at each other like a sexy look and I want to throw my television off a cliff. Okay. Not Royal and Laura. Hey, everybody and Laura. Right. So Laura's like, well, if you're going to live here, you better sign Jenny up for school. (laughs) Royal's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like I just said, we're thinking about it. Next thing you know, she's signing Jenny up for school. Yep. Almanzo's like, dude, I think you better see a doctor. You're not looking good. (laughs) And Royal's like, Royal has the complete appropriate reaction and says, don't let Baker anywhere near me. Yeah, good instincts. We get a throwaway scene with Edwards where he's sniffing Jenny and tells her that he likes her lemon verbena. Oh my God, that was so weird. So weird. And he's just, he's like directing the delivery of the printing press, but he's just like, yeah, this way, that way. And I feel like, he, that's not his job like he just showed up and started like telling people what to do you know how, like older guys will do that oh, oh yeah i know i know <laughs> i imagine you do so now we have a scene with harriet being offended by edward spitting so we're we're revisiting that trope she hasn't been living in the same town with them as, for 10 years i guess and they're setting up the printing press and the newspaper that mrs carter's gonna run and harriet is all over this She's telling Sarah how she had her own column once and she wants to help with the newspaper. And Sarah basically tells her to fuck off. Like, it's pretty good. So she throws Harry to bone and lets her do the weather gem because Harriet's a rich mofo and has access to the farmer's almanac. I have an index card. What is the farmer's almanac? The old farmer's almanac is an almanac defined as an annual publication listing a set of current information on one or multiple subjects. The Farmer's Almanac contains weather forecasts, planting charts, astronomical data, recipes, and articles. Topics include gardening, sports, astronomy, folklore, and predictions on trends in fashion, food, home, technology, and living. It's published every September. The Farmer's Almanac has been published continuously since 1792, making it the oldest continuously published periodical in North America. The publication was established by Robert B. Thomas and follows in the heritage of American almanacs such as Ben Franklin's Poor Richard's Almanac. During World War II, a German spy was apprehended in New York with a copy of the almanac in his pocket from 1942. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So from 1943 to 1945, to comply with the U.S. Office of Censorship, the Voluntary Code of Wartime Practices for Press and Radio, the almanac featured weather indications instead of forecasts okay i have a lot of questions i have no idea what that even means why is the farmer's almanac considered sensitive information that a spy should not have is he gonna plant crops i guess because you might know it's gonna rain in new york i don't know like you might run around and and harvest the corn before everybody's ready well i mean but if you think about it think about it this way now we have like regular weather forecasting sure so, like, we know what's going to happen. We know it's going to rain in New York. We know it's going to be sunny. We know, like, whatever. Right. We know there's a storm at 3 p.m. They didn't know that then. So, I feel like this book is telling people what the weather is. 
So, like, maybe they just don't want spies to know, like, when it's going to rain because they, like, might <laughs> use that as, like, don't fly our planes over because it's going to be cu- cloudy. You know Okay, what I mean? but like, I have a question. Okay. This war was not happening here. Not at, but they didn't know if it was going to come to America at that point. Right. I mean, we right. know that they now. Know. Yeah. yeah. I'm just really confused how the Farmer's Almanac. Uh, everyone be... was super paranoid during World War II. Oh, I have a recommended. So I've okay to to, to oh, close out my index card. Mm-hmm. I'm sending Amy a copy of the Farmer's Almanac. You should get it tomorrow. Oh, I love the Farmer's Almanac. <laughs> I'll read that with vigor. I figured he could use that in Amy's variety hour somehow. <laughs> Amy reads from the Almanac. Yes, I love the Farmer's Almanac. Um, and the other thing is, I have a recommendation. So I'm okay. listening to this podcast. I think I've recommended it like 600 times, but I'm going to do it again. Oh. Um, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Jenny, we recommend this all for the Armageddon. time. It is, it is a five-part series mm. on World War One. They're three hours each. I just finished episode four yesterday. Unbelievable. Okay. Amazing. Like everything you need to know about World War One. And I have a recommendation. Effed up war that was, man. Insane. I have a recommendation. What? Season three of Love is Blind. <laughs> is it good? It's so good. I love Love is Blind. Yeah, the first four episodes dropped so good. Okay. Yeah, you gotta watch it. I'll be interested to know your thoughts. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's quite the scope we covered there. Okay. okay. So in class, Laura walks Jenny in and they introduce her. And Jenny sits near Jeb Carter and he's... Okay, so... I'm not being dirty here. I'm really not. I think Michael Landon did this on purpose. He's all I like know. staring at Jenny horned up. Then he gets up and reads something about a beaver. I'm just leaving that there. Okay. I know. I totally got that. Okay. Come on, man. Come on, dude. Almanzo's home cutting wood. Hey, everybody, I'm chopping wood. And Royal comes out and tells him the baby's crying. And he's like, damn, burn it. How's a man supposed to get anything done when I have to be a mother? I bet you Beth is off gossiping. Hey, everybody, I act like a big fucking idiot. I mean, this moron. I want to punch him. (laughs) Royal's like, the way I summarize things, Royal's like, look, I I know I'm weak as fuck, but I'll cut this wood. (laughs) Can we discuss? So I know how to chop wood. I'll have you know. I chopped wood not too long ago. And they're just hitting this one piece of wood like in 10,000 different spots. This is not how you split wood. Okay, so Timmy has taught me how to chop wood, how to split wood. Okay. It takes a lot of strength. It really it does. does. It does. It does. I agree. But I could do it yeah. for smaller pieces. I can't do it for like the huge, yeah. you know, he can do like huge trunks. I can't do that. This dude hits it 75 times in one spot for a little splinter. To come off. So I have a question. I see the that you guys have like seven cord of wood, cord cord of wood, mm-hmm. cords of wood. Mm-hmm. Did you buy that? No, we didn't buy that. Timmy chopped all that. Yes, but is that going to be good to use for this winter? No, he has a wood splitter, so he gets a down tree, a dead tree. Uh huh. He downs it. He cuts it. He splits it through the automatic splitter, like oh, through does the he wood have a splitter. gas powered or electric splitter. It's his father's. I believe it's gas powered. Okay, so he he. Okay, but is that going to be dry enough to use for this winter? Yep. Huh. Yeah, because he picks dead trees. 
Dead, dead, not rotted. Dead, dead. Dead, and not then, rotted. Right. And then we have a wood room and we store them in the wood room where they continue to dry out. Okay. So, yeah. Just curious. Yeah. And seven quart is a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. That's why I'm like, either they spent a fortune on that or. No. Now, I have seen people get whole logs delivered. Okay. And then you cut them and split them yourself, which we may do someday if we don't have access to this property. But for right now, like, this is how him and his dad clean up the property to get the dead trees off. I see. So, okay. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Okay. Laura gets home and man baby demands dinner and he heads outside and Royal is sweating buckets and grabbing his heart. Wow. Uh, guys, I'm not laughing that the man's having a heart issue. I'm laughing at how heavy handed this is. It's so heavy handed. They're always like, they're always doing this when they're going to like have a heart attack. Now, at school, we get another throwaway scene that we don't give a fuck about. The Jeb and Jenny want to go swimming. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Go swim in a lake. Filler. Go jump yeah. off a cliff. Whatever. So at the Olsons, Nels is upset that Harriet is bringing home leftovers for the restaurant. And she said she's been busy writing her weather column. Harriet's weather or not. God, she, gives Nels, she gives Nels a sneak peek and it's a gossip column. <laughs> and Nels says, if you spend less time on the phone and make me my dinner. Harriet just gets up and leaves. She's like, whatever. Nancy, in the meantime, makes some comment about how she's not feeling well because that awful Jenny Wilder upset her at school today. Why are we recycling this plot? Why? We did it with Cassandra and and Nancy already. We don't need this again. Yep. That night, Jeb is crying. I wrote probably because his name is Jeb. Mm -hmm. And he's crying because he can't swim. And Jason's Jr. (laughs) tells him, you need to stop being scared. Paul will teach you. And Jeb's like, uh, Jason Jr., you better not tell anybody about this. I'm swearing you a secret. First of all, Jason Jr., <laughs> younger Sib, is going to narc. Like, it, he's going to narc. It's too late. Like, the information, he's got it. There's no way he's not going to narc. I mean, narc's going to narc. What are you going to do? <laughs> the next day, Manly comes home and Laura's doing dishes and they talk about how much Jenny loves school and they hear a crash. Yep. And Royal is flailing around on the ground all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> and Almanzo runs for Doc. And he it's such a weird scene because the actor's like saying, Laura, Laura. I don't know what's it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> Meanwhile, Harriet's flipping out because Sarah Carter cut her article down to whether or not sunny and hot. And, <laughs> and then, then it starts, starts to, to pour. <laughs> Manly gets Baker and the two have like a chill conversation about what's happening with Royal and then mosey on out there. Like, no, why are we not uh, hurried here? Why is this not an emergency? Baker says, he examines him and then says, have you had another heart attack? Your heart don't sound too good. He doesn't say that. Royal says, well, I did see a doc and they gave me some meds, but I ran out. Jen, could this be a ploy for meds? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Doc gives Laura some pills. I'm assuming like a nitroglycerin situation. No idea. And says, give him a pill if he has really bad chest pains. <laughs> right. Outside the room, Doc and Manly have a chat. It's bad. It's real, real bad. He was near dead when they got there. And Baker says, make sure you keep him still. Make sure he understands the gravity of this. And when he gets stronger, take him to St. Paul and have a bunch of tests done. There you go. 
So Almanzo gets in the room and tells him this, and Royal admits, dude, I had the tests already, and I'm dying. See, he came here to put his shit on the younger sibling. Yeah, you know. No, he came here to dump his kid on the younger sibling. Yes, he did. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry I should have told you, but I wanted you to know Jenny because dun 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 she's gonna be yours because <laughs> my two sons have disappeared <laughs> I, have a, I have an important question is manly wearing a wig oh. his hair looks like a wig doesn't it it looks like okay do you remember i don't know why i'm making this i may be making this up but was there ever a barbie or a doll like a barbie where the Ken hair used to come off and he used to clip it back on. No. <laughs> like it was like a little hair helmet. That's Legos. No. <laughs> yes, Legos. Thank you. Oh my it God. looks like a Lego helmet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It looks like he is wearing blonde Lego hair. Okay. Okay. So he says he wants, he doesn't want Jenny to know he's sick. Of course. Because he wants their time to be good. And he sells them on. So that means you can't cry either, you big pussy. And I mean, a little brother who cries all the time. Who hasn't been there? (laughs) Then Almanzo, in a weird move, because we've all seen how... Oh, I have a question. Why can't Jenny live with Eliza Jane? Yeah, where the fuck's Eliza Jane? Eliza Jane's like, let him deal with this shit. I'm not dealing with it. Eliza Jane has nothing else in her life. She would (laughs) probably love Jenny. So we saw Almanzo has weird relationships with the siblings. And this continues when he lays his head on Royal's chest and they (laughs) hold one another. End of episode. Jenny, I don't even know where to begin, but whose fault is this? It's family's fault. I wrote it's Charles' fault because what the fuck did he do to let the whole town fall apart? Well, he no, the whole town is doing just fine. He's the only one who's falling apart. <laughs> Jenny, does this mean we won't see Albert? We no, won't see exactly Carrie? I mean, that's good. Yeah. They all left. They all left let when me I see them again. Sophie's choice. Would you get rid of the whole cast to never see Carrie again? I don't know why they just didn't cancel season nine if they didn't have a cast. <laughs> It's usually when you cancel a show. I think they tried to make it around Laura and Manly, but they are no... No, they're boring. Charles and Carolyn. First of all... I don't want to see them making out. I don't want to see any of this. Can we discuss that the Game of Thrones House of Dragons finale was last night? I don't want to talk about it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Okay, I'm scared that you've connected that with Manly. <laughs> There's something going on no, there. Oh, I was just thinking of shows that end well. That's all. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Is there going to be a season two of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're already right. They're right. They're writing it. So we probably won't see it for like a year and a half. Oh, see, that's why I hate that. Yeah. I hate watching TV like we used to. All right, Jenny, um, at the end of every episode, we think of a theme or a lesson, something we took from the rewatch or, I don't know, remember it from the original. We called our why. It's designed to finish the sentence, Jenny. This is why. What is your why for this episode? So I don't remember this episode. I don't remember this series, this season, to be honest. Not really. Mm, I think I do. When I saw that opening credits, I think I, I remember, remember that it. a little bit, but I don't really remember any details from it. Okay. So I have, this is why, as an older sibling, you have to comfort your younger sibling even when you're on your fucking deathbed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Jenny, because I associate you with comfort because you comfort me all the time. <laughs> You're usually the source of my scorching. Um, like poor fucking Royal is dying and he has to like deal with Manly sobbing and like worry about Manly. Like, of course. Well, I, I wouldn't trust Manly to do anything. No. Nope. Jenny, this is why I'll never sell my house. Oh, God. Here we go. I'll never sell my house because Timmy built it for us. And I'll never do that to my kids. Hopefully okay. mom didn't turn this back on. <laughs> I just won't. I mean, Pa built that house. And uh, no, how could you just get rid of it? You know how I feel about this. I know how you feel about it. But I don't have emotional attachment some, to things. There is some space for sentimental feelings. Sure. But like, are you going to make your kids keep your house in Pennsylvania even if they don't no. like the, no. causing them not to want to move away or some shit no my kids once I'm in the ground they could do whatever the fuck they want with this house if they want to sell it and go buy strippers and blow they can do that but you say that but, but like, I'm not put, selling my house if you put this like strange importance on it that's like all nostalgic and like it's so like they're gonna want to keep it then they can keep it they can rent it out Okay. They don't have to live in it. They can rent it. But I do think it's crazy, like, when people just... Move? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in a different situation, though. Because if Timmy and I moved, like, Timmy and I are home to our girls. Yes, like, if exactly. we moved, That's my point. we would provide a home for them. They grew up in a different house. Right. We would provide a home for them. Okay. Mom's mom listening. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to go over there and sabotage her. I feel like you're, are, you, are, you, are you writing this down so that like you talk to your therapist about it? Oh, I've talked to my therapist about <laughs> when you were homeless. <laughs> um, but my thing is, I personally, this house means a lot to me and I don't want to sell it. So even if Timmy and I moved somewhere, I would keep this house and either rent it out or whatever. Okay. That's my thing. That's my okay. jam. Keeping this house. All right, Jenny, please tell us what's coming up next. Please tell me Paw is in it. I mean, am I going to have little Paw this episode or this season? <clears throat> is he going to be not around? Season two. I mean, season nine, episode two, Times Are Changing, part two. Almanzo's brother, Royal, has a serious heart condition. He dies and leaves Jenny devastated. Spoiler mm. alert. <laughs> she tries to drown herself so she could go to heaven to be with her papa. Oh, oh. oh how much you want to make a bet Jeb saves her, even though he can't swim? He's going to jump in and oh, save her. Yeah, mm -hmm, totally. mm -hmm. And Jason Jr. is going to be like taunting them from the shore. <laughs> I don't know. It's looking like there's not really any paw. Oh. <sighs> I don't, I, I don't know about him. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Mr. Edwards, Harriet, Nels, Olsons. Nellie comes back. This is yeah. enraging. We have time for a fucking orangutan and not for Charles. Uh, um, mm -hmm. I'm I don't enraged. see him anywhere. I don't I'm think enraged. he's in this season at all. Yeah. All right, Jenny. Anything else before we head out here? Nope. Oh, I have something. I have something. Um, please join our Patreon. We're doing, we're currently doing 
My so called like in rock and roll. Please join our Patreon. You may or may not get your episodes. <laughs> you may or may not get an episode, <laughs> but you it is a good way to support us. It's literally the only way we make money. <laughs> We're, although we made three dollars this month oh. on our advertising. All right. Great. So cool. woo. Um, so you can go over to Patreon. You can hit the link in the show notes here and subscribe. And for five dollars a month, you get two bonus episodes access to like a bazillion things that we did before this and ad free versions of our episodes. All right. And check out our Facebook group, Mimi Bees, where I talk about how hot Charles is all the time. It's a good time. And um, that's it. Thanks for the reviews. If you get a chance and you haven't left us one already, please do more Amy, less Jenny is always something you can write for us or, um, Paw is way greater than that two-bit hack Buck Rogers. That's also an acceptable um, review to leave. You're acting like the more Amy, less Jenny thing is something I can't get on board with. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening we'll see you soon. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.